Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh-made, Mexican-inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions, as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes, as well as corporate team-building seminars. Check out the website to learn more, selena's.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S dot com. Jazzcast Pros. The world defines you as Jazzy T on WDKX. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you define you? Some fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> you don't meet entrepreneurs that are like, I'm just going to wait for things to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we are the type of people that are constantly seeing something and being like, I can do that. I should fill that role. I can grab that. I can take that on, right? And I need to meet this need in my life, which yeah. maybe is to control my schedule a little bit better yes. under yeah. my terms and give myself time to go on vacations and yes. spend time with my children yes. and husband. Absolutely. I want to know what you're a fucking expert at. So <laughs> we lead a lot of our bossy meetings. Mm. Broadcast. Yeah. Broadcast, which is now... Leading into podcasts that I realized that there are differences. The great thing about the internet is people get to choose what they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some podcasters have more reach and influence than mainstream media right now. Mm-hmm. I really find that podcasting is such a freeing medium because it's not regulated by the FCC yet. <laughs> not yet. Nice. Yet. Mm-hmm. Right. But broadcast is something I've literally been doing since I was 16 years old. You're an expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's Kelly. And Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy. Join us in Buffalo, New York for our Bossy Small Business Conference 2023. Focus and Fortify, October 16th through the 19th. This event is open to the public and you can find event details on our website, bossyroc.com. The agenda we've created will help you fine-tune your business and fortify its foundation. Devote time to magnify your business structure as we enter the fourth quarter of 2023. You will leave with tools and tips to maintain focus on what's important and a plan to start 2024 on solid ground. Join us to focus and fortify. Buffalo, New York, October 16th through the 19th. Be bold. Be brave. Be the boss. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican Restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. When you're on the west side, grab a quick bite at the new Selena's Taqueria Grease, 745 Maiden Lane in the Tops Plaza. Find out more at selena's.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-S. Hey ladies, do you own your own business or are you considering starting your own? Are you craving connection and are ready to feel seen? It's time to get real about what it takes to make it as a woman business owner. My name is Kelly Bush. And I'm Kelly Metris. And we're the hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the podcast that unites and educates women business owners through real, raw, and honest conversations. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited. I am too. I always, I know we talk about it a lot, about how we always thought we could do this on our own, but having Jazzy has been a godsend. Oh my gosh. And I remember when she came actually to this basement. Mm-hmm. 
and came to meet us about seeing what we wanted and if she wanted to do it. And I'm like, who is she? Why is she so familiar? Like, right. I could not place it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, you're on DK. <laughs> Jazzy from the radio. I listen to you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to see a radio personality in person. I know. And I think she's had TV experience before, so I'm interested to see what her story is and yeah. all of that. Over the over the year plus that we've known her, like every time she talks, we learn like a little tip. Yeah, she's like dropping breadcrumbs for <laughs> yes. us. And we're like, oh, a little bit more about Jazzy and her path. Yeah. I love it. That's so great. welcome to another episode of Getting Real with Bossy. Today we're interviewing Jazzy T from Jazzcast Pros, our fantastic producer. We're good. I'm it. just going to ask the questions and then you can cut it because you're a producer. <laughs> right. Okay. So what is the name you want to go by? Yeah, Jazzy T. Is fine. Jazzy, Jazzy T. T. So you don't want to go by your birth name? No. Do y'all even know my birth name? I don't know. Oh, oh it was on the contract, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then your business name... Jazz cast pros. All right. And is there anything you do not want to talk about today? No. Okay. <laughs> and if at any given point in time you think this is the normal spiel we give, that you want something cut as you say it, you can just be like, hey, Jazzy, cut this is the spiel we give everybody. Um, and if you afterwards are like, hey, I wish I hadn't talked about that. I don't want that shared. Let us know and we will tell Jazzy. And you can totally leave this in if you want, because I think this is hysterical. So <laughs> I'll let you make that decision. Because okay. that's the one thing I love about us is okay. that we are raw and uncut sometimes. Yes, right? When we first thought about doing this, we really thought this was something that we could pull off on our own. And they all do. <laughs> so we're not alone. And just the channel, you know, at first I was like, I don't want somebody telling me what to do. Like, we've been doing this. And that's kind of the tough thing. We've been running this business for eight years by the time we started this. And now somebody's going to come in and tell us what we're doing maybe wrong and we were not feeling it. And you just made the whole process so seamless and challenged us and we're Try just not to be really too bossy <laughs> you guys great. are bossy enough You're on your own <laughs> well it was a wonderful experience and i hope anyone who's listening that is considering doing a podcast will reach out to you because you made it very very easy and you just make us sound fantastic and you still push mm-hmm. us like you're mm-hmm. asking us questions every month and and pushing us to do better and by the end of season two we're going to be perfect oh my gosh oh yeah season three <laughs> i don't even think we'll need editing <laughs> yeah, that's i think that's the point kelly is that jazzy yeah. would like to get to a point where we are seamless enough that she doesn't have to spend so much time editing our yes. nonsense and i think this setup is going to help a lot with the technical edit that i spend most of the time on right just getting rid of background noise and just you know echo in all right. around the stuff so and you see we have some soundproofing now yes. in the room nice so. yes looks great yeah and maybe after our time in colorado we'll have actual cameras that will link up and then you can all see our beautiful faces mm-hmm. but today it's just our voices just our voices so jazzy tell us a little bit about yourself you're, I know mm. that you're from Michigan. I am from Michigan. You got that And right. how did you get to Rochester? So how I got from Michigan to Rochester is by way of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I was in Detroit working at my childhood station where, you know, you have your favorite station you listen to. And there was an opportunity while I was living in L.A. So I don't know how far we're going to go wow. back. As far back as you want. <laughs> it's your show. So born in Dallas, Texas. 
Moved to Detroit Metro when I was like six months old. That's where my mom is from. Went to Michigan State University. Graduated in the winter. By January of 05, I was living and working in L.A. Because Tupac said to live and die in L.A. (laughs) That's the place to be. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Is that like legitimately like you were like, I'm going to go live in L.A.? Yeah. Tupac said to live. I Tupac. love it. Tupac oh my God. said California love and all that. And I'm a diehard Tupac fan. Our birthdays are two days apart. <sighs> so I love Tupac. <laughs> anyway, so I went out to LA. I ended up getting a job with Craig Murray Productions, who's also a Michigan State alumni. And he ran a post-production house. Our big contracts were like Disney, 20th Century Fox, stuff like that. So we wow. would... It's a post-production house, so it's editing. So... We did like Chicken Little and Cars and The Incredibles was just on its way out when Mm -hmm. I started. So Incredibles was on its way out. Cars and um, Chicken Little was the big thing. So I was there for the entire Chicken Little campaign. Unfortunately, I was still blinded by the Hollywood lights and I would go on my lunch breaks for auditions for like BET host and just like AMC had like some hosting opportunities. So I would always go on these auditions on my lunch break in LA traffic. I would always end up coming back late. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just what happened. Yeah. And so I didn't have my head screwed on right. Like if I would have stayed that path, I would have been, you know, making so much more money <laughs> being a Hollywood editor. But um, I might not be an entrepreneur, so I guess we could circle back on that. So I ended up getting fired, and I didn't end up landing any of those hosting jobs. (laughs) And you got to remember, this is the time where Ryan Seacrest is picking up the American Idol. This is 05, so he's picking up stuff, and then Mario Lopez is picking up pretty much everything else. I did have an audition for Deal or No Deal to be a briefcase opener Okay, all right. But this was when they did first came out. I didn't understand the concept that so when I opened up a case that said a million dollars, I was happy. I was like, oh, this is great. They're like, no, that's not, that's a bad thing. Right. So I didn't get that one either. <laughs> so I was like, yay. Anyone out there that can get us the rough cut of Jazzy's dealer to deal audition. But I did a lot of background work. So just staying in LA for a minute, I did a lot of background work, which is being an extra. I got really, really good at being an extra and getting booked and stuff like that. So what made you stop your... Tupac LA dreams. Okay. So it's very expensive in LA. Mm. You have to have a roommate. So I was getting my roommates off of Craigslist at the time. It was still safe. (laughs) And then um, a friend of a friend was coming from Detroit and he was an editor as well. And he was going to school out there. So like, okay, we're going to get a place in Koreatown. And as the, the year was wrapping up, I was at a conference in Phoenix. He called. I remember he called and he said, hey, so how's everything going? Da, da, da. I'm like, oh, it's going great. He said, oh, when are you going to be back? I was like, I'll probably be back on Monday. He was okay, cool. And that was it. I come back. He moves out. <gasps> oh, wow. He's gone. And it wasn't a romantic thing or anything, but he is gone. So he had brought most of the furniture and all that. Because I moved on a, on the plane with two suitcases. He moved in a truck. Okay. So he had the furniture and the dishes and like... The TV and yeah. like all of this stuff. Uh-huh. So he is gone. And, and I was like, you know, Dell, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. Where are you? He's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to get my own place. I'm like, that's how you move out. So I'm scrambling. I'm trying to get another roommate. And I couldn't. And I couldn't. And I couldn't make the rent. So I called my mom. I was like, I got to come home. Uh, <laughs> I got to yeah. come home because I don't know what else to do. And wasn't 
there, there wasn't really a lot shaking. Tupac yeah. would have agreed with that to I call your mom. Yes, that. dear mama. Yeah, I'm coming home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so really, you're still following the Tupac dream. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and Tupac is actually born on the East Coast too. He was born mm-hmm. in New York, and, and um, he went to school in Maryland too. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, him, and uh, Jada Pickett Smith went to the School of the Arts in Baltimore. No way. Yeah, you didn't know that part no. of the story. Yeah, watch any Tupac movie. They always talk about that part because they always like to bring up the footage of him doing ballet and Shakespeare and all this stuff. Oh, my God. That's for him and Jada. I got to watch some documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very complicated guy. <laughs> I love him. Um, so I call one of my friends was doing The Quiet Storm in Detroit. And, he, and she was like, well, I'm getting ready to, to leave. So you should send your tape. I had already done radio while I was at Michigan State. So while I was a student, I was on the hip hop station, not the college station, but the actual hip hop station in Lansing, Michigan. And so I had that experience and um, I was able to come home and get on the radio. I did FM 98 WJLB. I did the weekends. So the PD there was like, well, you're full time talent. I just don't have anywhere for you right now. And I'm working at this point. I'm working with people that I admired forever mm-hmm. you know the bushman in the afternoons coco and foolish in the morning and frankie darcel was on the sister station so in iheart there's like the r&b contemporary station mm-hmm. and then there's like the hip-hop station we're all under one roof so frankie darcel worked for the r&b like kind of older um station and frankie darcel is like a legend like she got syndicated she's like the person you want to be like and so Whenever she would go on vacation, she would have people that were like, um, I don't know if you know any of our Detroit R&B artists, but like Kim or Dwelle or people from Slum Village. So like Detroit artists mainly that would come and be like the guest MC while she was gone. So that was a very sacred space. Mm -hmm. And then she allowed me... To sit in for, I was the only other DJ that was ever allowed to wow. sit in her chair, which is humongous. You had to mm-hmm. feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to fill that space was just amazing. And so I was doing my show one day and the program director from Buffalo was listening online and we had the the text, like text, like five numbers, and then you can like communicate with the radio stations and stuff now. So I happened to be looking at the text because this was all new. Like now it's like. You know, everybody knows how to do that stuff. But I was looking at it and he was I was listening to you. Um, I'm in Buffalo, New York. I, you know, would love for you to come interview. And so he like hit me up while I'm working at somewhere else and was like, hey, I wow. want to take like, you through the text line for that station. Yes. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings, regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. (laughs) Very bold. bold. I I was going to say a little shady, but yeah, very bold. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, yeah, I'm in, um, in New York, Western New York. So to me, Western New York is like, 
I don't know, west of Manhattan? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Westchester? Westchester. Like, oh, I can hop the train to New York City on my off time. Exactly. Oh. I didn't know. Yeah, you're going to go audition in New York on my lunch break. Right. No. <laughs> um, so I flew, what is it, like an hour and a half to Buffalo. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is a buffalo? <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right, cool. So I ended up getting on the radio at WBLK. Did that for three years. This, um, a, a lot in that. But <laughs> I don't even know. I <laughs> so. love anybody that says there's a lot in that and then moves forward. And I'm like, can we go off the record for <laughs> like, I want to know more. No, but seriously. The summer of 2015. Oh, no, the spring of 2015, I got an inbox from a casting director that says, hey, we're doing a show, um, America's Next Weatherman, and Funny or Die is producing it, and we would love for you to audition. And I was like, well, I'm not a weatherman. They're like, yeah, but you're on the radio, so you must report weather, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. I do time and temp. Like, right, right. And they're like, yeah, well, um, just, just send in a tape. So I sent in a tape, you know, and I just, my whole thing was like, hype turn up weather so i was like i'm if i'm gonna go in here i'm gonna just be jazzy t turn up weather person right. so oh, yeah i'm like i can't be the stuffy you know meteorologist because i'm not that i don't know much about it um, i mean i honestly <laughs> wish people could see you talking right now mm-hmm. because it's just so you're you're Animated. in it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i could totally see you being a turn up weather lady like yeah it'd be amazing i'll, I'll, have to, I'll show you i'll have to show you uh, my my audition footage Broadcasting live, Buffalo, New York. It's Grammy night. Obviously, we are not in L.A. It is cold up in the 6, boy, 16 degrees. Looking for a low of 4 degrees. Wind chill, 10 to 20 miles per hour. It's pretty much going to be the same forecast from about a week ago, a week ago. I'm your girl, Jazzy T, with the turn up, turn up the temp weather forecast. But uh, it's so cold, I'm going back in the studio. Holla! Well, yeah, because they reached out to you. They didn't want yeah. you to be stuffy right. weatherman. Yeah. That's what they were mm-hmm. saying. So I ended up finding out that they they brought 24 of us to L.A. There's 12 slots. And it was so funny because we're in the elevator. Like, you have to go in your room and stay there. You're not, like, really supposed to, like, interact. But while I'm in the elevator, I'm noticing, like, the other version of me stepping <gasps> off the elevator. And then I'm stepping in. So they have, like... Two black girls, two black guys, two like model swimsuit looking blondes. They, so they had like two of each of us. So they knew the typecast that they okay. wanted. It was just down to which one, which one? who was going to sound the best, right? Or who looked the best. I'm saying sound because I'm like, I'm wondering, is my sound really good? How does my <laughs> sound sound actually? I think you sound fine. Okay. I mean, I'm not the producer. Yeah. Okay. I can I'm just make it clear. Sure. Okay. I'm just making sure. So I got out there, I ended up landing the audition, and I got to be on the show. So it was America's Next Weatherman, it was on TBS. It came out in August, we filmed it in March. In June, I got fired. <gasps> and, he, and the thing was, he the PD was afraid that I was going to get too big. Mm-hmm. And it, you know the whole saying is... No talent is bigger than the station. Right. And it was so messed up because, like, even when I was doing the auditions, like, I had asked him to fill out these waivers that say we can use, like, the the studio and whoever might be coming in. And he refused to sign anything. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is... This is nationwide exposure for your little station in Buffalo. Right. Like, what is wrong with you? So they didn't allow me to do any of that. But what was cool about that, when I got to L.A. Um, and I, I made it on the show, 
they actually let me recreate a radio station and you'll never guess where. You'll never guess where. So I just have to tell you. In Jim Hansen's studio. No shit. Yes. Wow. Like Kermit the Frog. When you're yeah. saying never guess where, like I'm trying to think of the most no, random place right? I could think of and no, you still baffled me. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to go in Jim Hansen's studio where they make, you know, Muppet movies and all of yeah. that. So they had like, you know, like one of these audio interfaces, but it was like the whole thing. It was like, I felt like I was in Dr. Dre's studio. <laughs> right. Because that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. But they, so they carved it out. So it looked more like a radio board and I had to like do stuff or whatever. So that's where, when they did my backstory, because everybody else's backstory was back at home. But my backstory was in the Jim Hansen studio, just looking like I was on the radio. So, so that was cool. Oh my God. So cool. <laughs> it's fantastic. So anyway, he ended up, he ended up letting me go, but he had this other girl and you'll never guess what her name is. It's so fucked up. Yasmin. No. Yes. Her name is Yasmin. So before I was literally even out the door, he had already promised my spot to somebody else. I, I ended up finding out just a few months ago by somebody who works with him now um, in Dallas that he admitted that letting me go and bringing her in was the biggest mistake of his career. That's that's some vindication. Oh, that was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting to hear those words. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like, yeah, I know. Because right. so, much, so much happened to that station after, after that. Because you got to understand, like... It's Town Square Media. They own uh, YRK, which is a country station. At the time, it was Joy FM, which is kind of like a light rock, listen at work station. Um, the hip hop station in, in, I think it was like a Jack FM type of rock situation. And BLK had never been number one in the afternoons until I came. Wow. And they literally had meetings because people that worked on the sales side would tell me they would have meetings that said, how the hell did this happen? How did we, how did BOK get number one? Why are K supposed to be number one? We have to fix this. Ah. I'm like, we're all supposed to be yeah. one happy family. Right. As long as Town Square is winning, we're winning, right? right. No, yeah. nope, that's no. not it at all. No, 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 no. We need YRK. So now I'm wondering if I ever heard you because I used to go to Buffalo a lot and I always listened to BLK when I was there. Yeah. I mean, and we revolutionized so much. Like at five o'clock, they didn't they didn't have a mix show. And like being from Detroit, like when you're in traffic, you're supposed to listen to yeah. mixes. And so I brought that there just like I brought that here to, to Rochester. They weren't mixing. I remember when I first started at WDKX. That's where I work now, by the way, Spoiler. guys. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. But when I started working here, like I remember it was like Luther Vandross or something at five o'clock when I was in the car. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm like, nobody wants to hear slow stuff when they're stuck in traffic, having road rage. So we brought the mix show there. So it was just so many things that we did in the afternoon to bring it up to number one. And they just didn't like that. So between that and me being on TV, they just couldn't handle it. And so I got let go. I ended up getting invited. Well, first of all, Todd, who works for with me at worked with me at WBOK, he's from Rochester, so he knows Andre at DKX. And he was like, told Andre, he's like, I can't believe what they did to her in Buffalo. Like, you need to give her a slot. Like, just make some room and get her in there. So what ended up happening is um, Atu is the program director here in Rochester and also the afternoon guy. Mm-hmm. So what they ended up doing is just splitting it up so i get wednesday thursday friday and he's on monday and tuesday so they literally carved out space right. for me because he's like well i'm not gonna you know fire out two or get rid of two but we, we need you on and so that's why i work three days a week 
Okay. <laughs> Which works out pretty good for me. Yeah. Because, you know, you got four days to do. So, how long else. have you been? So, spoiler, Jazzy, <laughs> yeah. if you recognize the voice and you're in Rochester, it's from DKX. Right. Uh, I remember when you came to talk to us about being our podcast producer, we did not realize. Yeah. And I'm like listening to you talk, and I was just like, and then you finally said it, and I was like, thank you. Right. I was like, that's why your voice is so familiar. <laughs> so, it's interesting. I wanted to go back to the interview with Iris Zimmerman, and she said, how do people perceive you, mm-hmm. and then how do you perceive yourself? Right. So that has been the struggle for the, like, because I've been in radio for 23 years, and I I don't want to be known as the girl on the radio sure. all the time, because I can do so many other things, and I have done so many other things. But that's a very hard thing to shake. And so for the last, really, like, Four years, I've been trying to move away from that. Like I, 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 I was ready to leave mm-hmm. so many times, and I had different things pop up and different opportunities pop up. But then I end up staying in radio because of one thing or another. But now I've been able to figure out how to produce podcast and still be on the radio at the same time. How long <laughs> have you been at DKX? Since twenty fifteen. So, oh my god, almost. Yeah, it'll be eight years next month. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You are still at DKX, but you're doing other things. So how did you decide to go from being on the mic to being a producer for podcasts? Yeah. Before the pandemic hit, I started interviewing for producer jobs. And I actually got one at CGI, which is... um, like they they're very big on promoting cities um for like events and stuff like that like cgi there is now this big sponsor of the jazz Festival. i was gonna say yeah. the only thing i know about that yeah. is from the jazz fest yeah yeah so like for instance like the job would entail for instance des moines iowa would hire cgi to promote it for tourism so as the producer in rochester like i would have to find a local camera person and and find like some interesting places for them to go and shoot and then they would send the footage back and then i would create like a script and a storyboard and then the editors at CGI would put it together. And then like the city council of Des Moines, Iowa, whatever would use that on their website. So that's essentially what it was like a city showcase type of producer. And so I got the offer two days before the world shut down. I still have a little PTSD from that, you know? Mm -hmm. So then they, you know, weren't there was no tourism. Right. There yeah. was nothing to promote. There was so they weren't hiring and then everybody went remote and then they stayed remote for a long time. I followed up with them once and they're like, Well, you know, right now we're just not really hiring and you know, blah right. blah 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 blah. So I'm just like, Okay, great. So a friend of mine who's in the beauty industry uh, Felicia, she has um, an eyelash parlor and she also has a, a salon mm-hmm. in the Grease Ridge Mall. And people are always coming to her asking for business advice. And she's like, I just don't have time to sit down with everybody and take every call and take every meeting. She was like, I think I just want to do a podcast where I can record it, you know, just record the stuff. And then they can just go listen to it because I, I right. want to help people, but I just don't have time to meet with everybody. She's like, and I know you can do it. She's like, you've been in radio for so long. I know you can do it. So it was just the confidence that she had in me. And I was like, I don't even listen to podcasts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just being totally transparent. Mm-hmm. I didn't even listen to podcasts at the time. So I was like, okay, let's dive in. So I 
went through the school of YouTube and, you know, started listening to podcasts, started signing up for stuff and learned everything I could about, you know, what a great podcast is. And that journey of learning does does not stop. We're in Denver because this is August. (laughs) And we are learning even more at the Podcast Movement Conference. And it's just such a mind-blowing thought that 2001, I'm like, I don't even know where or what a podcast is to now producing and editing eight original shows and having 17 total shows on the Jazzcast Pros Podcast Network. Amazing. That is so cool. So, and that's in two years. And you guys are happy anniversary because now Bossy is a year in. Uh Yeah. Girl, where have you been? I haven't seen you at work in a while. Girl, I quit and started my own business. Really? That's amazing. How did you do it? Well, I've been listening to this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast, and it really helped me change my mindset from an employee to a CEO. All that from a podcast? Yes, the Beauty Boss Millionaire walks you through the process of starting a business and making your first million. I need that in my life. I need someone to help me. Just go to beautybossmillionaire.com or pull it up on your favorite podcast app. It's time to boss up. Hi, I'm Kelly Bush, and I own Marshall Street Bar and Grill. Whether you're out celebrating with friends or looking for a catered event, Marshall Street is your number one choice. With board games, pool, darts, pinball, and three large screen projectors, you'll never run out of things to do. Check out our huge menu with over 60 items, including vegan and vegetarian food, 18 taps, unique spirits, and great daily specials. We've got something for everyone. Come see old friends or make new ones at Marshall Street Bar and Grill. You always have a home at Marshall Street. So I love that this is really something you taught yourself how to do because anything internet-based, as you know, is constantly changing. So I feel like people that maybe go to school for something like this have their way that they learned and they kind of get stuck in that. But since you had to go to the school of YouTube, which many of us do for many things, we did to figure out how to use our equipment today. Um, <laughs> but you're used to that, you know, that change and you've been being fluid with that and knowing that you have to kind of keep keep checking things. I think that's, it, that's so important that yeah. you've come to this on your own and really you're teaching yourself. It's incredible. Well, having the background of editing, even in college, like when you get together for school pro- projects, because I did telecommunication, media arts, digital media arts at Michigan State. And so you would have the naturally, you know, uh, photographer, the natural writer or whatever. And I ended up being the natural editor, even from school, Mm -hmm. then working in L.A., editing clips for Disney and stuff. So post-production is actually my favorite part of the process. One thing I left out about in L.A. after I got fired, I did a lot of extra work, but then the extra work built up to being a production assistant, which ended up giving me experience working with um, the actors. So like when the extras would come in, like the production assistant has to check them in. So I learned that whole thing. And then when I came back to Michigan, in addition to being on the radio, my husband and I started our very first business, which is called JR Galactic Casting. So I'm the J, he's the R, and Galactic because galaxy. (laughs) I don't know. Um, You know. The sky's the limit. Yeah, it was like expand your universe with JR Galactic. So the whole idea. Oh, I love that tagline. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, The whole idea behind that was giving people in Michigan a sense of what it's like to work in Hollywood. Because what happened was um, at the time, Michigan had the highest 
film incentive, um, tax incentive um, in the nation for for films. So it's 42 percent. So basically, that means like if you have a million dollar budget, the state of Michigan is going to give you back four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Right. Just for filming there. But the problem was like the, the actors really didn't weren't acting on that level. The Hollywood producers would come in expecting Hollywood type right. level stuff. So we had to like we created a workshop called the Be in a Movie Workshop where I would literally teach regular people how to be an extra, like a good extra, not the extra that looks in the camera. Right. Like when we tell you to pass by, you just pass by. You don't look it. You know, you don't show up in, you know, crazy stripes. You you don't wear logos, like just all that type of stuff. Um, but we ended up being really a go-to resource for productions that would come in. And, um, you know, we did, t- it was a movie called Touchback with um, Kurt Russell. It was kind of like a B- B-side movie, but it was still really cool. And it was a football movie about high school football. And Barry Sanders was the other coach. So Kurt Russell and then Barry Sanders. Nice. So that, and you know, Barry Sanders is a Michigan hero as well. <laughs> so I had that experience of production all the way around. Right. So that's always something that I knew I wanted to be in. And then just through my radio career, always producing imaging and commercials, voice and commercials, editing the commercials. So I really love that. And I kind of felt like now that I'm over the hill, <laughs> barely, you know, I just, there's no hill anymore. Uh, People are leave living to be like 120. Oh, so not quite there yet. Yeah. Not so the hill time. now is like 65. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when I ended up getting, um, we didn't even talk about the fact that I was on channel 10. Um, <laughs> You have done so much. So I was the traffic lady. You could be our next, our next uh, two part. Yes, yes. So I worked on Channel Ten from 2016 to 2019. Got out right before the pandemic, which was a godsend because Lord knows I would go crazy if I had to talk about coronavirus Mm -hmm. all day long. Oh my god! Because remember the news—that's all that every single story was about. And I like the traffic's non-existent today. No, the coronavirus. Well, yeah, that too. My job. Mm Would have been out anyway. Yeah. Right. So I was the first and only on-camera traffic reporter in Rochester. I think it's important to realize that people don't, you know, there has been traffic voiceover people, but there has never been a traffic person that stands there and points at the map. So I had to create that. I didn't know that. Oh, I had to com- create everything. I had to figure out like the workflow, you know, how to do the maps, how to find, you know, the um, DOT cameras and connect that to the television broadcast and all of that. They stuff. didn't do that for you. You had no. to do it yourself. No, wow. and I love any, you like uh-huh. these big corporations. You're like it's like oh, no. Channel Ten W whatever HEC. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they have all these people, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, I had to actually create oh. the entire system. Yeah, and and mind you, like I had never been on the, the TV in that way. I never had right. done live TV. I was going to say, it's live. Either. Yeah, It's live. So you have to be there at 3 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> I'm living in Buffalo, right? And I got hired in October. So snow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? My child, Cora, was eight months. Uh, so it's not like I'm sleeping a regular schedule right. at all. Get up at 1.30 in the morning, drive an hour and a half to to downtown Rochester and then you you know you have to do all your um stuff to get ready and then 450 so I was the web producer as well okay <laughs> of course you were. of course, you of course I was so this <laughs> I tell you this was some shit 
So I was women can do some shit. Thank, thank you, you, Iris. Thank right? you. Yes, I want that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> from I anywhere. Just designed it this morning. So yeah, like, from anywhere at any time. Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing too. So since this was a brand new position, it was only part time. What? This was a part-time position. That you're doing all of this work That for. I'm doing all of this work for, right? And then even, so part of being on the air, you have to join SAG, which is Screen Actors mm-hmm. Guild. And so when the SAG rep would come, he was like, I have never heard of a situation where an on-air talent was part-time. He was like, I've never heard of that before. And then I would look at my, you know, full-time friends who were reporters and the, the morning reporters, you know, those are the people who will cut in for like, you know, two to three minutes. You guys have done plenty of news. They do their two, three minute yeah. segments mm-hmm. that runs a couple of times. And then they spend the rest of their day getting ready for the next thing. Right. But they get to be full-time. Me, I'm coming in at three o'clock in the morning I'm responsible for anything that happened overnight or, you know, that we're getting ready to talk about in the morning to help the other producers to, you know, write the scripts and all that, but then get that story onto the website. So there's a lot involved with that as far as like cutting the audio that goes on the air. So our show would start at 4.30. So as soon as they would start doing their block, you know, 4.30 to, to about 4.50, I was, you know, cutting, writing the web story, getting that up. Mind you, my first hit was at 4.50. <laughs> so I'm frantically trying to do my hair and my makeup. I was going to say, did you have somebody that did your hair and oh, makeup no, at no, least? No, that no. was my we next do, question. We do our own hair and makeup. Okay. For a time, we did have wardrobe. It was Lord and Taylor actually had a deal with Channel 10 for a little while. So that was cool. They would have some things laid out for us and jewelry and all that. You wear it once and then you bring it back and you get some other stuff. So that was that was amazing. But no, you did your own hair and makeup. So I'm frantically doing that. And so then I have to go out and actually have to present the traffic. And then in the meantime, if there was breaking news that needs to go, like, you know, have you ever gotten like a text message from like WHEC right. or any of those? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I w- I've sent those out. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news in between the traffic. You know, okay, yeah, breaking right. news. Um, the crawl. So when you're watching and the uh-huh. little stories go, like I would do the crawl. And you well. were part time doing all And that. I was part time. So, so you were, uh, I'm not saying you were doing more work than full-time people, but oh, you were yeah. doing more work than full-time people. Say it. What's the, <laughs> why were you not full-time? So that was the thing. So the end of my contract, you know, that was my thing. I'm like, well, I need to be full-time now. Yeah. They're like, well, this is a part-time position. If you, you want to be part-time. You don't need to be full-time. You are already working full-time. You need exactly. to be compensated for exactly. your full-time work. Exactly. So, but we're no. steamed I- for you in 2000. 15 or whatever you were yeah. talking about. Yeah, this is um, 2016. 2016. Yeah, so my, my shift was 3 to 9. I couldn't work more than, you know, sometimes 9.30. So, but there's like, so that means there's no time to prep for next week. Like, so for instance, like when you say, oh, how do you prep for traffic? Well, you know, there's construction, there's parades, yeah. you know, there's like just other reasons that certain Weather. streets shut down and all of that, that you can like prep for in advance. And I just told them, I was like, well, if I had some time to prep for the next day, or I could just, you know, get some extra web stories up or whatever. I was like, by the time I take a lunch, I was like, then boom, I'm at eight hours. Right. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But they didn't want to do it. They just said, well, if um, if you want to do full-time, you can apply to be a full-time web producer. But I would have to go through the complete application process what? and interview process. and For the job you're already doing. For the job I'm already doing. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I just was and like, you were doing no, this and interested. doing DKX at the same time. So I was working seven days a week for two years. With a kid at home? When you have a young child. Young child. And mm-hmm. both of your jobs were in a different city than you were living in. Well, I ended up moving to Rochester in March of 2017 after I got into an accident. So I was going up the thruway <sighs> at 2.30 in the morning with the snow, spun out <sighs> right around Leroy, hit the side rail, and then went into the ditch. No. Oh, Yeah. You became your own traffic incident. I was the traffic incident. Huh. Like, sorry, the traffic's bad today. It's my fault. It's me. <laughs> well, the snow's fault, but my car. Yeah, and since there was so much going on, you know, within the city, it took them about an hour and a half, two hours for the tow truck to even get out to Leroy, where I was at. Right. And then, so it was funny when the person, when the sheriff finally came or whatever, they were like, hey, aren't you supposed to be doing traffic, not being in the traffic? Like you said, everybody's favorite joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so scary because at this point, you know, it's cold. I'm running out of gas, of course. You know, I remember a fox like tiptoeing around the car, looking in, seeing if there was some warm yeah. bodies in there. <laughs> so that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, but finally they pulled me out. But at that point it was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go home. So I'm still shaking, you know, and it's still snowy. And so what I realized is they do not plow 490 before 530. Really? Not at all. Oh. Not at all. They do not plow 490 before 530 in the morning. Yeah. So I just, and luckily there was no, no one else on the road because I started in the fast lane and I spun to the middle lane, spun to the slow lane, and then ended up in the ditch. Oh, that's terrifying. So thank God there was nobody else on the road. Right. Because who knows? And it's pitch dark. So that was scary. So I was like, no, we're we're moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, at this point now I'm living in Brighton. I'm doing um, Monday through Friday in the morning on the news. And then at that particular moment, I was doing... Saturdays and Sundays on WDKX. Okay. So I was, I remember, I used to document this on my Instagram at Jazzy T on air. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, this is day 217 of working nonstop. So forget vacation because remember, I'm not full time either. either yeah. Right. So there's no vacation. It's, I'm definitely working every holiday because that's just how the media entertainment industry is. Mm-hmm. So. I just had to keep on working. And then finally, uh, the boss at WDKX was like, you know what? We need to give you some days off. So that's when he ended up moving me to doing um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then having Saturdays and Sundays off. So I finally had some days off. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to become an entrepreneur. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I needed more stuff to do. If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks, where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something, but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now, because it is high time you activated your high vibes. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality, and it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. 
It's high tech, but easy to use. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Riverside.fm is the leading platform to record studio quality audio or video podcast. They even have a really cool video editor to help you make content for social media. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so now you have 17 podcasts on your network. What's your What's your goal? The goal is to present JazzCast Pros as the ultimate resource of content for and by women. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. And there are so many opportunities in the ways of licensing mm-hmm. and the ways of brand partnerships and sponsorships, just the whole advertising avenue of having a network, you know, just like a Channel 10 or a DKX, you know, they're supported by advertising. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the next big goal is, is just hiring like a real sales force, right. you know, and all of that type of stuff. So that we can do all of the things, you know, right now I'm still a a one man band, one woman band, but I do have virtual assistants. So I have three virtual assistants that are starting to help out with stuff like, you know, email funnels and, you know, all that type of stuff. Because I wouldn't think you have to like do what you like to do. That's probably my biggest do what you like to do and have somebody else do the other shit. Yeah, (laughs) for real, because like for me, email marketing was just like such a mind boggle. I'm like, I don't get it. A funnel, <laughs> like I don't understand CMS or so whatever that thing is called. Yep. I don't get it. And I don't want to spend time getting that. Mm-mm. So when my friend asked me to do her first podcast, I wanted to learn about that. I was interested in that. And I had time because it was Well, and you want to know what you're hiring for, right? Like, I want to know all of the things that need to be done. And then I decide if I can do it or not. And I'm like, okay, now I know what it entails. I don't want to do this. Who else can do it? Right. (laughs) Yeah. You got to find out what it is that you do like to do about it because it is new to you. So, yeah. But for me, just very similar to casting, because I did mention I worked in casting in L.A. and then I ended up having the actual casting company in Michigan. And just the impact that that has on other people like hey i get to put you in a movie this is an ex- life once in a lifetime experience maybe not once in a lifetime but this is your first experience that you're going to remember forever whether you do it or not mm-hmm. again or not and to this day people are still reaching out to me like thank you so much for getting me started i moved to la i moved to chicago you know i went to acting school like and i'm doing the thing now. right but if we would have never gave them that opportunity so what i feel like now is and back to the part about being over the hill and getting off channel 10 i was like you know what i'm done with tv i did it for three years <laughs> i would tell people i did three years like a jail bid or something like, i did my time <laughs> did my time over there but what really gives me the joy is to find people like you that have a message to share and maybe don't want to figure out the tech stuff right. and give you the platform to have your, your voice heard. And then you give that platform to other people when you're interviewing your guest. It's very, very satisfying work for me. I mean, everyone always asks me, like, when are you going to start a podcast? I'm like, I have eight. That was like, one of my um, questions. I don't need to start a podcast. <laughs> I've talked so much on the radio. Right. I don't really 
Well, and you still to. do, right? And I maybe, still do. Maybe if you weren't on the radio, you'd feel different yeah, down the yeah. road, but you still are having your voice heard. Yeah, and that's an option. You know, that's totally an option. If I if I ever wanted to, you know, have a podcast, I can do that at any time. But I really just want to, like, fade to the back, not have to worry about if my opinions are PC and just all of the stuff that comes with being in media. Mm-hmm. Right? I really find that podcasting is such a freeing medium because it's not regulated by the FCC yet. <laughs> not yet. Nice. Yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we don't have to buy into gossip and, you know, what they say, if it bleeds, it leads and just all of that negativity that um, I got to see firsthand working in news. It literally is, is it bleeds, it leads. We could be having a great story about somebody who's doing amazing, positive things but let someone get shot out with the positive and right. mm-hmm. with the shooting. Yeah. And I'm like, why does it have to be Every like day. that? Every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does it have to be like that? And there's so many amazing things happening in the city that nobody knows about. Right. And those things will only get aired if there's nothing bad right. to talk about. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like we always were finding something. Even if it's like, oh, my gosh, eggs are $7. Like, that's the lead now. Right. <laughs> Instead of talking about... Oh, well, you know, this person who has a chicken farm is actually, you know, giving out eggs. We're not going to talk about that right. part. We're going to talk about how expensive it is and how terrible it's going to be for you and your family. And yeah. I'm like, why? So I think, you know, my mission is to change some of that. And the great thing about the Internet is people get to choose what they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some podcasters have more reach and influence than mainstream media right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an amazing space to to be in. And now that we're in Denver, Mm -hmm. I want us to be able to connect with those bigger players that can take our messages even further. And um, podcasts can develop into like Netflix series. (laughs) That's when we have Ryan Reynolds come on. Right. Right? (laughs) And all your Olympic friends. Uh Yeah. So do you think podcasts are going to continue growing the way they're growing? I, I think there's so many more opportunities now, and I, I'd love to see it continue. Yeah. So it it totally had a bubble in 2021 mm-hmm. be, because there was... You have anything else to do. Nobody had anything else to do. <laughs> and nobody wanted to watch Who Got Shot Today. So right. they're like, what else can I do? Let's listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's still a nice trajectory of new podcast listeners coming in people who are learning about it and and, and, you know really getting into it so it's slowed the growth did slow but just like anything you know that took off in the pandemic is starting to like level back out so i just say just stay consistent and keep doing your thing continuing to do it because so many like let's just say four million podcasts that were created, but when you look at what's active, you know, you're closer to a million. Okay. And when I say active, like that's more than usually eight episodes. Most people who are going to quit, quit after the eighth episode. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that because when we were doing research, just even just for names or are there people doing what we're doing? Should we be looking at them? Should we try to not do what they're doing? We did definitely find there, there were several that were just like five to Mm-hmm. Maybe eight episodes mm-hmm. and that was it. So. Yeah, and they peter out. So, mm-hmm. you know, consistency is definitely the name of the game. And I personally have my sights on Spotify, if you're listening. Hello, Spotify. Hello there. 
I know you've recently had a uh, black woman who only had two people on their network and you <gasps> let her go. Um, guess what? I got 17. What? 17. So, like, slide us Maybe in. we'll see them here. <laughs> okay. Maybe they're here in, in, in Denver, um, Colorado yeah. and we can... Not Denver. We're, is it Denver? It's oh, we're Aurora. Aurora. Right. Like, but, I just keep saying Denver because yeah. it's easier. That's what the branding says. <laughs> well, that's what it says, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just realized last night we're not actually in Denver. Right. We're in Aurora. Right. I guess that's just like saying, oh, we're in Rochester, but we're actually in Irondequoit. Right. right. So, I guess. Yeah. It's probably similar. <laughs> so I have a question. I know as an entrepreneur, we just kind of touched on this. The gut is to always say yes and to like keep going, keep going, keep going. And every opportunity that comes up and you have that mindset, you can tell from your story. And I know you left a lot out in that story. Do you have a hard time deciding when to say no? You know, there's been two, actually three opportunities this week to say no. And what I find for me, it's usually a slower no and a quicker yes. So if I'm totally into it, it's like, yes, absolutely. Let's go. I'm going to send you the document in five minutes. You okay. Know? But like, for instance, there was an opportunity to do an audiobook. There's an opportunity to work with a radio personality that's in Iowa that has already recorded eight episodes. And I was like, oh, let me listen to what you did. Because I like to start from the beginning and, you know, the development and make sure that everything is going right. And I realized that jumping into some where somebody has already recorded eight episodes is not going to be for me. Right. Because I'm going to have to like retrain them and then there's probably going to be some friction like well we've always done it this way now you're trying to tell me to do it that way but if you can get people from the beginning and they can just like you know like all right this is what this is how we're all boats are going to rise together so i didn't quite say i'm absolutely not doing this yet but i did give some hey if we were to work together this is how it was going to you're going to have to do and we're going to have to scrap pretty much all those episodes that you did uh, because your mic wasn't turned on. <laughs> and they recorded it in a busy restaurant. So I'm like, no. No lie, gonna... this makes me feel so much better about our journey with you because I always <laughs> feel like we're like doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody else, I actually had a couple opportunities where people are coming to me now just like, well, I don't want to start a podcast, but I just want to be a guest on podcasts. So it's kind of like, well, that's a different hat. That's more like a manager, right. agent sort of situation. Yeah. And do I really have time for that? And is that going to bring me closer to my ultimate goal, which is, you know, creating the content, being the ultimate source of audio content for women voices? No, probably not. Yeah, it's going to help other podcasters get content and other networks right. have women voices. But it's not going to help Jazzcast Pros do right. that. So I need to get us, you know, like say, put your life vests on first, put your mm-hmm. mask on first. So I feel like I'm still putting my mask on before I can go. And help. it's so important to know your mission yeah. and then to stay true to it. Right. Because I think that knowing your mission is, is just one step, right? And it's that that actively reminding yourself, does this line up? Does this line up? Yes. Does this line up? Yeah, because these all become your babies. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you, I mean, I'm not going to make you choose who's your okay, favorite. Okay, so we know <laughs> that Getting Real with Bossy is Jazzy's favorite podcast to produce. Absolutely. 
But you know, when it comes when it, as you grow and you get like sponsorship opportunities, how do you how are you going to be able? Like, is that going to be difficult to decide? Like, no, because it's back to the content of the show and the the needs of the advertiser. Right. So if the advertiser needs to reach black men, it doesn't make sense for me to put them on Getting Real with Bossy sure. when I have Father Torch. So that's the great thing about strategically picking who I want to work with because I secretly have silos and yeah. everybody has their own silo of things. And I don't want people competing. So not to say that we don't have four podcasts that deal with entrepreneurship, but you each deal with entrepreneurship from a different perspective. Right. You know, like with this show, it's more of an interview style show. You're not saying this is how you make a business plan. Right. But Heart of the Hustle is going to tell you this is how you mm -hmm. make a business plan. Whereas Beauty Boss Millionaire is going to tell you, all right, now that you've started your business, this is how you go about hiring and firing employees. You know, this is how you go about franchising into different states because she has those experiences. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. I, I, I love I love Beauty Boss Millionaire. I mean, mainly because it, you know how you mean, it's your first child. Yeah. So you you have unique experiences with your first child that you enjoy the process with your other children, but it's never going to be the first time again. No, right? the first one's always the hardest. Yeah, it's always the hardest. And yeah. then you have that like extra bit of connection because. Yeah, it was your. You only had one to deal with, right? Right. It is. It's very similar. Like yeah. now that you say it like that, I could totally see. Yeah. Because my first, you know, my first business is is my first child. Yeah. And the other ones are I deal with them, but not in the same way. You guys are the middle child. <laughs> you're, you're number four. So we're just gonna roll with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna cause you too many problems, no. and we're just gonna yeah, yeah. see. Right. Mm -hmm. Good to know. We're the middle children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, number four. So let me just run it down. So we got Beauty Boss Millionaire, mm -hmm. Healthy Illness, Igniting Hope Radio, Getting Real with Bossy, and then Father Torch, Childcare Made Simple, and then High Vibe Table Talks. I just listened to her first episode yesterday yes. when I was working. Yes. Yeah. She had a great guest on, too. Mm -hmm. Robbie, talking about creativity as an entity as a as a partner i thought that was, i never heard that concept before i thought that was really cool yeah that's awesome even as a kid so like i had an interesting childhood but it was just me and my mom so i have no siblings i have no father figure and my mom's life trajectory is totally different than the one that i wanted mm -hmm. and so even as a kid i used to tell her and she kind of used to get mad I used to tell her that I raised myself because I'm like, well, you know, and, and obviously she raised me because she provided for me and she, you know, kept me out of trouble for the most part. But all of the things that the goals and stuff I had to set for myself, I didn't have, there was nobody in my family that ever went to college before mm -hmm. or anything like that. There was nobody in my family that ever to this day has a business and I've had three so there's really no one to look at and say, okay, this is, you know, how you do these things. Like I was just even just talking to my husband the other day as far as like 
you know, we both ended up going to Michigan State. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, my cousin had already went there. So and then like my boy that was a year older than me. So by the time I got there, they were showing me the ropes. So I was like, yeah, I didn't know nobody. No, I just showed up and said, yeah, I'm at college. Right. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do next. Right. That's what they told me to do. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I credit my high school counselor for helping me figure out how to apply to college and how to apply to financial aid and stuff like that. But I have to define myself as a boss because I've literally been leading every area of my life. And sometimes I I kind of do wish that I had like an older sister or a cousin or somebody that says, hey, this is how we do these things a little bit easier. Or like just to say, like I interned at BET in Washington, D.C. in 2003. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jazzy T, 2003 at BET in D.C. Um, and I wish somebody would have said like cherish and nurture those relationships mm. there. Because I literally just went in, did the internship, and left. Right. So I wish somebody would have, like, no, you need to, like, that could be a future job mm-hmm. or whatever. All the stuff that I would tell people now to do, nobody told me. I just was like, and even that, going to D.C., for um, it was called a work-study program through Michigan State. And so you would go to D.C., you would study through the curriculum, but then you'd have to, like, get your own internship. And so, like, literally me and the other girl, Heather, that I went down there with, we opened the floodgates for Michigan State students to come into BET. So after we left in 2003, like, it was about a 10-year run. Every single semester, BET's interns would come from Michigan State because we literally wrote an intern book. Of course you did. <laughs> of course we did. Of course you did. Because Not again, we. I, of course you did. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I tried to give her some credit though. Anyway, so when you get dropped in BET and, and again, it's like, what am I supposed to be doing all day? Like somebody's like, okay, well, ship these coffee cups that say BET on it to our sponsor as a thank you, right? So that was my job. Nobody told me to use bubble wrap. Ah! So, uh-huh. stuff like that. So, they all arrived broke. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the intern I book, feel slightly worse about teasing my husband about having to Google the prescription earlier. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm 19, right. if that. You know, I've never shipped anything like that right. out before. Mm-hmm. So, just stuff like that. Like, okay, well, if you're asked to ship something that's valuable... The bubble wrap is in the closet, (laughs) first of all. Print it out like this. You charge it to this account like that. Like So all the stuff that I had to figure out, I'm like, an intern is going to be way more productive if they have the information in front of them rather than figuring it out and making the mistakes. And not even knowing that they have to figure it out. I think that's... Right. And so, like, as an intern, you're literally like an unpaid assistant to, you know, the producers and stuff there. So, I mean... If the more assisting you can be, the more useful and effective that you are, then everything else runs smoother. And I think at the end of the day, that's the goal, you know, to help make the best products that we can. So So you've been figuring out the needs of the people for a very long time Mm -hmm. and acting on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you have your own conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah. That's the coolest thing about it is to be able to, like, take everything that I've learned and everything – Thing that you know, it's funny. The the running joke in the media industry is um, communication companies have the worst communication policies. Like the the worst, <laughs> right. the worst. Like internally, like nobody knows what's going on. Everybody just has to figure it out and put on a smile and act like we got it all. But nobody knows what. I think is that's going on that's for the world, though. I think <laughs> that we're, people just you always think that everyone's got it. 
And I think COVID did teach us that. Like I told my employees, I was like, just so you know, I know the same things that Jeff Bezos knows, which is nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're all in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody knows. But I think that's the thing, right? Like we're all just people and we all think we have our shit figured out. But nobody really does. We're all just figuring out as we go because the world is constantly changing. Turning on that, uh, I do want to make sure that we drop your third business because you haven't mentioned that yet. And so we should plug it. Sure. Yeah. Hustle for Health programs. It is a overall wellness program aimed at people that don't have, they don't think they have the time to go to the gym or they don't have the money to go to the gym, but they know they need to do something. So we created it in Buffalo in 2014. So this is the second business my husband and I put together and uh, we launched it at Juneteenth. We have an exclusive partnership with DJ Maestro. So he creates the music for the line dances. So the core of it is line dance fitness. So it's a fun way to get your cardio Uh in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And so he's a producer and a DJ. And so just like you might have heard of like Cupid Shuffle, where they tell you what to do in the dance. So he has three CDs. So we have like so many different routines. We just go into community centers, churches, after school programs. We've done Girl Scouts. Um, We can go into anywhere. And we have programs to fit people from eight years old to 80 years old. What I didn't see coming what I thought it was going to be is for working mothers, but no, the seniors, like mm-hmm. the age 65 and older is the biggest draw every time, every time. Even we just had one at East High and I was like, okay, we're going to try to go. I call it millennials and me. So that way I was trying to attract the millennials, Okay, which I think, are you a millennial too? I'm, a I'm millennial. not. I'm oh, you're just under. Yeah. So I'm considered a millennial. So I'm 41 and I'm considered a millennial. So my goal was to try to get, because it was on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. and it still ended up being on average 55 years old. They just love it. And so it's it's awesome for us to give seniors that camaraderie every week and it gives them a sense of somebody's checking for me too. Cause they'd be like, Hey, where is, you know, where's Roseanne at? Like, I didn't see her, you know, and older people need that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, a lot of their friends are passing away. You know, their spouses might be passing away. Their kids are doing other things. They're not checking up on them every time. So by us having twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays in Buffalo that we're expecting to see Roseanne there. And if we don't see her, then we're, you know, calling or one of the other seniors is going by the house to check on them and stuff like that. And so the way we've been able to structure the business part of it, we started off and this is just a learning lesson. Uh, We started off, okay, five bucks per class, right? So you'd get 15 people one time, five people another time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this is not working because I'm still renting the space and paying the instructor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't do anything off 15 bucks. This is not happening. So we changed that to offering a program, six, 12 weeks. You start off with six weeks as the pilot, see how that goes, and then add another six weeks, and then we end up usually getting a year. And you sell that program to the centers that need programming. Because I found out that centers have got grants in order to you okay. know engage with like the community. community centers? Yes, yes, exactly. So the, you just tell them how much it costs. They give you the check. Okay. And then you just tell them, all right, well, we can take up to 30 people. Nice. And that works out way better. Mm-hmm. Because that way you already know that you're, A, you're not renting space. Yeah. Because they already got the space. Yeah. Right. 
they got people who are looking for stuff to do. They have the mailing list. They have all of that. So they're doing most of the promoting. You just get the instructor. You show up and you do what you say you're going to do. And that works out way better. So that's been going on since 2014. Like I said, there's um, twice a week at one particular center. That's the longest running center. Once a week at Delavan Grider. And then here in Rochester, we had East High School. Again, started in the pandemic, ended up getting shut down. What was fun, though, and ended up attracting other people that didn't come originally, is we started having it outside. In the summer of 2020, we were at the tennis courts on Culver and... yeah. I think it's university right across from the McDonald's and people would just stop in like, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like there's people getting together during COVID. I'm with this. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Anything. Like, mm-hmm. Cause we were outside and we had our six feet of space right. and all of that type of stuff. And people who wanted to wear a mask could wear a mask. Um, I was not, a, I'm still not an advocate of, Wearing masks while you exercise. I just don't think that's very smart because you need to breathe and you need to have your oxygen level up and all of this other stuff. But we never had any incidents of getting, you know, nobody got COVID, nobody, you know. And we innovated um, a screening process. So on the website, you would have to pre-register. I mean, the people who would kind of stop by, I would say, yeah, come next week, register online. Like we didn't just welcome them in, but they had to do their health screening. You know, are you feeling any symptoms and this and that and the third, and then that's it. Then they could come. So that was something that was very nice. So once we started getting back into the community centers, we already had this health screening in place Mm -hmm. and, you know, we were able to just keep that part rolling. And it makes it much easier for email marketing and all that stuff, too, because, I mean, you guys have done events when you're having people write. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I can't read most of this right. stuff. Because nope. either you have the, like my mom's style, half print, half cursive. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that was a, a thing for like people born before the 80s. I don't yeah. know. I really think <laughs> yeah. that's a thing. Again, I'm right on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you have, you know, people who, you know, like born with like a tablet and they all they do is type. So they don't really know how to write oh, yeah. very right. well mm-hmm. at all. So anyway. Everything online, that's that, that's the way to go as far right. as registering stuff, yeah. And how many times do you get to do the electric slide in the class? <laughs> because it's been running through my head ever since you started talking about line dancing. So I in this whole time that we've run the program, we've done the electric slide one time. No! And that was on June the 3rd at our line dance party <laughs> um, at East right, High. But maybe I'll join because I don't like the electric slide. Really? Yeah. No. Are you a bigger fan of the Cupid Shuffle? Well, I lo- yeah, because it tells me what to do. I yes. need to know. I need no, okay. step by step. Yeah. So I think the Cupid Shuffle was made for people that didn't like mm-hmm. the electric slide. Right. Probably. I don't want to be a follower. I don't want to look at the people in front of me. I want to <laughs> hear it and then do yeah. it. And then I get in my own groove. And maybe it be off, but it's a no, yeah. thing. So that's the beauty of it. So we typically don't do songs that weren't made by DJ Maestro. And that's what kind of makes us special, too, yeah. is like we have our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we had a line dance party, which was the last day at East High. So I threw in the electric slide. I threw in the wobble. I threw in like some of that other stuff that people are just familiar with. Right. Um, we did the Stevie Wonder, like My Eyes Don't Cry No More. And we made a Soul Train line. It was my first oh, time making awesome. a Soul Train line. Do you have a video? Yeah, actually. So Dr. Sean Nelms, who um, was the principal at East. Love Sean. Yeah. So he stopped in because he got us in there. And so he he posted a video on his um, Facebook. 
I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely check it out. I've been trying to figure out how to rip it. So if anybody knows how to rip <laughs> videos from, from Facebook, let me know. I mean, me you could know. probably just ask him for the video. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I don't think he'd have a problem getting it to you. But sometimes I don't want to wait for anybody. Like, you know, I just Well, it's like it. in the moment. You're like, I just, just I want video. it. Like, yeah. I was getting ready to take my phone and record the computer. That's where I was at. But yeah, right? she just ask him. <laughs> So how do we find all of your businesses? All right. So number one, I would love for you to go to jazzcastpros.com. You can also search Jazzcast Pros in your favorite podcast player, whether that is Apple or Spotify or Pandora or TuneIn or iHeart or Spreaker or Good Pods. Just look for Jazzcast Pros and that's going to take you to our channels. Hustleforhealth.com is the Urban Line Dance Fitness and we are going to be back in Rochester this fall in at Gloria Parks Community Center. So that's hustleforhealth.com. And you can listen to me on the radio, 103.9 WDKX, on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And definitely check out the Jazzy Drive at 5. That's our 5 p.m. mix show. And that may be how the majority of the people in this area define you, but I don't think you need to worry about that because I think you're continuing to redefine who you are and what you're doing, and you will you will be known for whatever it is you want to be known for. I have no doubt. Thank you. And, and I'm <laughs> so happy that we get to be part of that ride. And got yeah. in at the ground the ground floor, yeah. number four. We get to witness firsthand this growth of your new empire and it's, yeah. it's really exciting to be a part of live it love it lime it with selena's mexican restaurant at the village gate come for the food stay for the fun become a part of selena's family selena's offers daily specials happy hour at the bar and catering plus dietary menus for celiac vegan and vegetarian guests when you're on the west side grab a quick bite at the new selena's taqueria grease 745 maiden lane in the tops plaza Find out more at Salinas.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S.com. That was a lot. I love it. <laughs> She's so all Her I story can... is so much more than I thought it was. Yeah. And all I can think about is, and, and I've probably mentioned this in other interviews, because I think it's very relatable for entrepreneurship in general, but The Alchemist, mm-hmm. how I read The Alchemist mm-hmm. like once a year, because I have to recenter myself and remind myself that everything I've done has led till now. Right. And I think that's a great example. Uh-huh. Like all the different production and media experience that Jazzy's had throughout her life and how it's just all kind of snowballed mm-hmm. into what she's doing now. Right. And it's just going to continue to grow. And the things she's had to overcome and yeah. the nonsense. I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are we going to find the clip? Of- I need to find the clip. America's Next Weatherman. So if anybody can find that for us, I'm going to go into a deep dive on Google. Right. Somebody's got to find it. it. Right. I got to see it. So we're going to find a clip of Jazzy as America's Next Weather Woman, Mm -hmm. weather person. (laughs) And uh, we're going to have to share it because that's amazing. Right. And I'm so excited. Her podcast has grown so quickly her channel and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be a part of it and how far she's even grown since the first time we met her in this basement and now I mean she's going to be a household name soon yes 
It's pretty incredible. And now we're here in Denver and we're going to get all the tips and tricks to blow up our podcast. Mm-hmm. And Jazzy's going to help us. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Me too. Ah. And I love that she's got podcasts for other Bossy members now too. Yeah. It's so cool. So you guys uh, have been listening. So Mershon from High Vibe mm-hmm. has uh, Table Talks, High Vibe Table Talks yep. on the podcast network. And Rosa Marie has Child Care Made Simple. I haven't gotten to listen to that yet, so I'm really excited. <sighs> Got some free time later. So oh And they're both amazing women. Yeah. And if you haven't heard their podcast, you can uh, rewind in your, your episode list. Mm-hmm. And they are earlier on in mm-hmm. our seasons. And... Oh, we're so excited. And Jazzy is amazing. And I mean, we know that we're her favorite podcast we that do, she produces. Right. Um, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. You think she's going to edit that part out? No. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm just, I'm fascinated by her story. I'm fascinated by all of the different things that she's done. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated to see how they all come for full circle. I feel like through listening to that story that we're in the beginning of Jazzy's full circle. Right. This is... Not the peak. Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah. I'm so honored to be on that ride with her. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. that in a year from now, we could probably have her back and it'll be an entirely different story. Definitely. This so. is only the beginning for mm-hmm. Jazzy. So thank you to Jazzy for yes. coming. Thank you to you for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Jazzy for producing her own episode. <laughs> Normally we thank Jazzy at this point for producing. Right. I could see her like questioning or, you know, thinking before she'd say something like, you're like, editing yourself in the moment right genius making her job easier right <laughs> you can find jazzy at jazzcast pros mm-hmm. you can find um her network on your favorite podcast channel mm-hmm. jazzcast pros and you can you can be a client so mm-hmm. go to her website and if you want to have your podcast join ours and her amazing lineup. Right. She'll even help you hone in your ideas and come up with that perfect idea. She, she push you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. She gets the best out of you, and I think that's that's really amazing. Well, and follow her, Jazz mm-hmm. Casper's, but also follow us yes. at Bossy Rock. Um, R-O-C. Can, Bossy R-O-C. Uh, you can join us at bossyrockroc.com. And we look forward to to interviewing our next podcastee. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to share it with you. If you're a woman looking to grow your business, increase brand awareness, and reach a wider audience, JazzCast Pros is here to help. Our podcast network is dedicated to helping women like you create your own podcast. With our expert team handling the technical aspects, you can focus on connecting with your audience. Get the support you need to start your podcast and take your business to the next level. Jazzcast Pros. That's the power of podcasting. This is going to be part two, so here's a teaser. (laughs) Redefining what the world sees you like ethnically I think is like part of my bigger grand mission because I'm not what I look like (laughs) and I wasn't raised what I look like either Mm -hmm. and so trying to figure the duality of being a mixed person that didn't have anybody to say I fit in over here 
is like humongous. And I don't know, maybe me and Iris can do it together. Yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It is so fascinating though, because I feel like I hear that a lot from yeah. people that have mixed parents. Yeah. You know, and I worry about that with my one daughter. Yeah. Black is, you know, I can only teach her so much. Yeah. It's and, a thing. And then you go out into the world yeah. and the world was like, no, you're black. So that means you're this, 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 this. And I'm like, really? I don't even know nothing about that right, stuff. Right. Because that wasn't your experience. Right. So. Yeah. It's fascinating. And I, I am. Yeah. Well, maybe that. Looking that, forward to that. Your podcast. I would love that to be my podcast someday. And going back to shout out to High Vibe Table Talks. Episode three is out now. <laughs> Terrorcitement. That's her favorite word. So you're so terrified about your goals, but you're also excited about it. So I'm very excited and passionate about that part, but I'm also terrified because I felt like a lot of times when I've tried to bring that up, like on Clubhouse or different like apps like that, it just gets kind of shut down. Like, oh, whatever. Like you just black because that's what we say. So and I'm like, okay. But that doesn't involve your perception of the world. Right. And how you've experienced and it. Not, and, and nobody from any ethnic group is exactly the stereotype about that ethnic group. Yeah. Or what somebody who may look like them decides they're supposed to be. And so that's why I wish we could truly live in a colorblind world. Like, I really wish that that could be a thing. Content of the character and all that. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it's kind of gotten worse than like I feel like the 80s like I feel like the 80s was getting there yeah yeah and then like like you could even see it in old tv yeah you're like oh wow like it was actually inclusive yeah and the characters on tv looked like all people and they seemed to just be where now I feel like then it went into like these super stereotypes and the 90s got really bad yeah and then the 2000 yeah so I feel like and now we're like trying to like extra push I don't know. It's so weird because right. I watch old TV and I'm like, wow, this is so different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many TV shows like I've been rewatching like Sex in the City. There's so many episodes that could not even come no, out anymore no. at all. So I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like people are a little bit too sensitive in that realm, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a lot more for another time. I love it. <laughs> what a great teaser. <laughs> Thanks. I try. <laughs> try to make it easy on myself. <laughs> I do 100% because I do follow these things a lot because I am navigating it from a different perspective. I think that that is a voice that is not heard. Yeah. And I struggle with how to approach it. And I would pay money to listen to a show based on people's experiences with the world that have a different perspective in that genre of looking mm-hmm. like more than one thing and mm-hmm. how the world perceives you and like the expectations that you have to live up to from those mm-hmm. perceptions. When I went to the gas station on the way here, um, the teller was speaking to me in Spanish, thinking I know <laughs> Spanish. So I even get that. You know, people yeah. think I'm Dominican and stuff too, which is cool. You know, I, I don't mind, but it's just like, you know, just that people always throw out, oh, fitting in. And, you know, that's one thing I've never, I've never fit in. And I think I've thrived on that. I was a kid that would go to, I was always the new kid at school. Four elementary schools, two middle schools, four high schools, always moving. So I kind of thrived on not fitting in. I'm the new kid. That's why I fit in. And the new kids, mm-hmm. you know, if there was any other new kid, they're like, yeah, me and the new kid. Would, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Well, I think that sounds like it could be your future because I would argue that you're one of your superpowers or the thing you're a fucking expert at is getting your voice heard. I see that in your future for sure. Yeah, it's terrifying and exciting at the same time. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think that we should end on terrifying and exciting. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jazzy, so much for not only helping us produce our baby and our dream, 
so many other people's. Mm-hmm. Um, I get so excited every time I see a new person, especially because I keep knowing them. And I'm like, yeah, I know their voice is so important and I'm so happy that they get to share it. So you are creating that. And thank you for all of that. But also thank you for joining. So you're like the first person we've interviewed that we're legitimately working with. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Right? So like we've done things with people and we've interviewed them, but not like, like we yeah. have a business partnership and right. we got to interview as a business owner. So this was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And, and now fun. you experienced what everybody else experiences yes. when you're constantly and then I'll have, to us. I'll have my notes for you next yes. time. <laughs> you're like, do this differently. <laughs> right. Do it differently next now time. Now that I've seen it this way. No, no, honestly, because I, I was going back and forth on, should I give you my notes beforehand or after? I'm like, I think I want to experience it first and then I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. terrified. <laughs> well, I will email you a nasty email telling you to send your bio and headshot to Jazzy ASAP. Okay, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Remember to follow and subscribe at Jazzcast Pros and Jazzy T, Hustle for Health, all the amazing things. Yeah. And then we'll see you. And we'll make sure you follow at Bossy Rock. Yes, follow at Bossy Rock. Yeah. Live it, love it, lime it with Selena's Mexican restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at Selena's.com. S A L E N A S.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Bush, and I own Marshall Street Bar and Grill. Whether you're out celebrating with friends or looking for a catered event, Marshall Street is your number one choice. With board games, pool, darts, pinball, and three large screen projectors, you'll never run out of things to do. Check out our huge menu with over 60 items, including vegan and vegetarian food, 18 taps, unique spirits, and great daily specials. We've got something for everyone. Come see old friends or make new ones at Marshall Street Bar and Grill. You always have a home at Marshall Street.